they must let me start my two minutes. <laughs> so, uh, like Francis said, my, my name is Paul. I'm one of the elders in the church. This is my wife, Gabby. You know, and I'm so thankful for her. She, she keeps me on the straight and narrow. And recently, I've, I've been working more on the narrow part um, to... <laughs> To, to, to stay on the, the narrow, you know. And uh, yesterday I did a race, um, a jogging race, uh, the one you actually run. We didn't eat race. And um, I was so thankful for the preach I did last week. Because can I tell you, a couple of kilometers in, I was like, yes, Lord, what the joy set before me, I'm running for that now. <laughs> uh, for that burger set before me, you know. For those pancakes at yellow afterwards set before me. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing on. No, but it is, we need to have the, the joy set before us in life, not, you know, but in everything as well. For me, in that moment, it was the pancake set before me, you know. Um, but, and uh, this morning, I want to preach on, on not just the joy or the need for endurance, but something that I believe will, will unlock the ability to endure, something that would um, stir us up to endure, give us the boldness to endure, that we will see, actually, the finish line, that we will not just think about there's something, there's, there is a joy, but that we will by faith see the joy before us. And what I want to speak on this morning is uh, faith and uh, expectation. And I don't just want to speak on it, I want to provoke you this morning. I want to I take a, a faith cracker and put it underneath to see the, come on, like I want to provoke you, stir you up, that there will be something of faith, yeah, let it, I want to see the faith pop underneath you, like come on, I want to see God move. Now, because I cannot see how you can have faith and now faith is something that you believe there's wow if you really see how great God is I mean you don't be standing Lord we thank you for this it's like no man he's great like there's nothing he can't do and uh I will, you did take so no I, I'm taking some of your scriptures so let me <laughs> <laughs> and let, let's re- read together I want to actually read that again Hebrews 10 35 to 39, you did read it, and I want to read it again. So great, I, I didn't actually know, I, I heard you are going to speak on encouraging, I didn't know exactly what you are going to say. This is so cool, you can see there's something on God's heart this morning. It's excellent. So, so do not throw away your confidence, it will be richly awarded. Verse 36, you need to perse- uh, perse- perse- persevere. <laughs> yeah, I need a gift of interpreting tongues at this moment. <laughs> You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a very little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who believe and are saved. Verse 38 says, but my righteous one will live by faith. And this is what God calls us as Christians to do. That we would be a people that lives by faith. That we will not be a people that comes to church on Sundays and sits in the seats. But we will live by faith. And we will live by faith. And we will not shrink back. That we will not take one step forward and two back. There's always a moving forward. There's a, we, we, we need to be a people of faith. Now, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Now, it is impossible to please God without faith. 
Now, we'll be diving into what does faith look like a little bit. Look, I, faith is not a topic that you can spend half an hour, 45 minutes on. There's hours and you can spend, there's so many, but I want to just focus on one specific aspect of it. So, and I want to encourage you, as I'm speaking this morning and you're thinking, yeah, but Paul, I, I've tried having faith for something. I've just ha- take those thoughts captive. Don't allow the devil to come and discourage you in this moment. Take those thoughts captive. No, I'm, I want to listen what's on God's heart and newly. I want to, like a fresh year from the Lord. Lord, okay, I will have faith again. I will step out again. It's interesting, faith is always followed by actions. And I think you said something, like verse uh, 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. And we'll be looking through some of those Hebrews 11 scriptures, but it's constantly, by faith they did. By faith they did. There's, there, there's always a, there's something that God tells us to do, and there's something that God does. There's, there needs to be action to our faith. You cannot say, James would go on to say, well, so you say that you've got faith, but there's no actions. That's a dead faith. Now, that is not a real faith. So I keep pointing at you. I'm sure you've got faith. Peter. <laughs> I'm pointing to the empty seat, whoever is not here. <laughs> you didn't have faith to come this morning. Now, in evangelism, there's something I need to do but there's something God does. God says, preach the gospel. I go, I preach the gospel. He comes and he saves. We don't save. He saves. But I, by faith, do what he says. By faith, I preach the gospel. By faith, I invite friends. By faith, like those two girls that go up to a pastor. Hey, do you want to come to church? (laughs) I wonder why they invited you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably because you weren't carrying your Bible with you. No, healing. That's like a, ooh, touchy one. But if God says it, all I do is I go pray. I step out in faith, and God does the healing. God comes and He reaches, He meets. It's always a, you know, we do something, and God comes and He does the rest. You know? What's that saying? Do your best, and let God do the rest. It's like <laughs> diving, you know? By faith I dive. I can take out my banking app and I'd go in there and I can karabasatara and pray, but it's still gonna probably stay the same, right? But if I what does the Lord say? Sow, sow, and then he comes. Like as I sow to the Lord and say, Lord, this I give back to you what is yours. But not just that, more than that. Then he says, Okay, test me on this. He says this. In the scriptures, test me on this. And see that as you sow. Whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously, reaps generously. Well, uses different words, but you know. So, and that's like, okay, this is the ways of God, so I'll do it by faith. The, the challenging thing about faith is it is, or in those moments where you need to have faith, it's often quite scary, right? Because faith means you're going into somewhere where you're not sure how this is going to look like. Huh? You know, you, you're looking at your budget, and you're like, yes, Lord. <laughs> you want me to give 10%? <laughs> I don't you know, if what's left, I'm not going to be able to do much. We say, that's scary. He said, no, but by faith, because God said he'll come. As like God said, I want to meet you there, and you rock up in a quite a dodgy area, but you've got faith that he's going to meet you here, because he said it. And I want to read in Hebrews, this is going to be quite a mouthful, but he, Hebrews 11 verse 
7. You can read that together. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his, and I, as I read it, I want you, every time there's a by faith, you'll see there's always something at the end. There's always something of a, he did this. He went there. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that would um, come, that comes by faith. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he, had not, uh, he would later receive as in his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. That's quite scary. Eh? Imagine the Lord calls you somewhere, you're like, okay. He calls you to, I don't know, Kavukiland, and you just, okay, Lord, I don't, well, what, that's cut two, I think, more or less. Where's Quervis? <laughs> By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac, as did Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was um, past age and Sarah herself was barren, was um, enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, just imagine you're Abraham. The Bible's going like, he's as good as dead here. Yeah, it's, quite, it's quite a bit of offensive. Yeah. It is a, he was kind of as good as dead. It was nothing really, there's not a lot we can work with here. Came descendants, descendants as numerous as the stars, in the sky and as countless um, as the sands and the seashores. Verse 15, uh, is that? Then verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. You had received the promise, was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac, uh, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when, he, um, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instruction about his bones. By faith, Moses... Um, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and that they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And then he would go on, as, um, verse 29, we'll almost finish. There's a lot of, this, by faith this, by faith this, by faith this. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptian... Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Can you just see this, right? I, I, I'll move on. By faith, they went through the Red Sea. What does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you're standing in front of the Red Sea. Now look, I don't know if it was like this. But they're standing through the Red Sea, and Lord says, I want you to go through here. And you're like, Lord, it's, a, it's kind of an ocean here. I don't know if you <laughs> maybe gave us the wrong GPS coordinates. And then by faith, they say, you know what? We're going to go. And I wonder if as they stepped forward, the sea started to part. They say, oh, 
the Lord said it, I do it, and then he comes through. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around uh, them for seven days. I mean, even that. Imagine Hoya stands up and he says, guys, we have found this amazing venue for church. The problem is we don't own it yet, right? But we felt the Lord speaking to us. So what we're going to do is we're going to go walk around it seven times, yeah, that was my reaction as well. <laughs> but not just that. We're going to get weird about it as well. It's one thing to walk around, but uh, let's get some shofars and get some of this. And we want to dress up funny as well a bit. Just to, and we're going to walk past it without saying something. And at the end, then we're going to make a lot of noise. I mean, to be honest, it sounds a bit funny. But if you actually said that, not as a joke, I'd be like, you, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> you need to get off the grass. <laughs> it's, you're missing it. <laughs> I would think, yeah, this is some, something is wrong here. But God said it, so we do it. And then he comes through. I think that's the challenging thing about faith, is he says, I want you to do this. And you're saying, well, what if it doesn't work? Do it. God said it. I would honestly feel a bit like, I don't know, I, would, I don't know what word to use that's nice. I would not feel nice. <laughs> If I'm one of those guys walking around in the sun, and imagine you walking there, looking like a bunch of sissies, walking around the town, and the, the guys, imagine the army on Jericho, just look, look at these guys walking around us. Oh, they're so scared, they want to take us on. The next moment, walls fall down. You're standing there in Jericho going like, Ooh, this is, we, we finished, we're cooked. Because if you see God coming through in such a way, it's like, wow, that's God. That's not our uh, fancy schemes. That's not the way I hold the mic. It's not the way. I, it's God coming through. I do want to do that. <laughs> we don't lean on our own understanding. We don't, we don't trust in horses and chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord. I don't have that scripture, but it's a, we will not trust on our might. We will not, not trust on our strength for what we can do. We don't trust in our slick worship team. You guys are slick. We trust in God. We trust in that God breaks through. I don't trust in my own ability to invite people. I don't trust for, I'm not going there, Lord, use the extrovert to invite people. I think God goes like, I'll use the introvert to show it's me. Huh? He's like, oh, he's actually introvert, if you didn't know. And God uses him to lead the congregation, to show it's God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he's using me. I'm extrovert. But, but do we have 31 there? Verse 31. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she became uh, welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. <laughs> like I said, faith is always followed by actions. And I, I would even argue that as you take actions, faith would also kind of come. Which one comes first? I don't know. Just do both. It might get to the question, okay, well, what, what, is, what is faith, right? Is it, because, I mean, we often hear, okay, well, faith is a gift. So if faith is a gift, then God just gives the gift. Yeah, does that make sense? Well, on the, one, yeah, on the one hand, yes, faith is a gift, but he gives, you need to receive faith. Now, R Romans 10 verse 17 says, 
Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Like faith comes by hearing about Jesus. Faith comes about reading the Bible. Faith comes through hearing the voice of the Lord. Faith comes when we hear. So the gift is, is God speaking. The gift is God making it available to us. But faith comes by me going like, okay, I receive it. So faith, to summarize it, faith is believing what God said. That implies you need to hear what he says. It can be through reading your Bible, through someone, you know, preaching the gospel to you. You know, the Bible says, how will they, how will they get saved if they don't hear? How will they hear if you don't go and preach it? And how, how will you go and preach it if you don't actually go and preach it? That's a, that's a challenging scripture. I wonder how many people don't get saved because I just don't go. And I'm not saying let's all go into the mission field. I'm saying next time you walk into yellow and you see someone sitting there, there's a guy that needs Jesus. When you go to work and you see your colleagues, they need Jesus. When you go to school, when you go to varsity, they need Jesus. And how will they know if no one tells them? How can they receive if no one's going to make this available for them? The Lord is going, I want to use you. And that's, look, we can say, God doesn't need us, but he chooses to use us. That's just, I don't know. Look, Lord, it's a, you, wouldn't it be easier if you just do everything? Would have been way easier then. I don't know. Need to do, but he says, no, no, I want to use you. You're my instruments. It says, through the church, he has chosen to reveal the manifold wisdom of God. Through us, through those of us that are saved, he says, I choose you to go and do the things, do the stuff. We need to be a people that has faith that God can come and save our family. We need to be a people that has faith that God will provide for us. We need to be a people that has faith that God is not finished with us, that He's got a plan with us, and that He's calling us deeper, and that He is working in us. We need to have faith. Believe it. If God says it, we believe it. And look, we don't believe in name it and claim it. We believe in hear it and claim it. I believe there are promises we can claim, but it needs to be from God. I can't go like, yes, Lord, I want those nice, uh, nice little, you know, polo GTI uh, boots. Uh. Are we going to claim one? <laughs> we'll, we'll claim it together. <laughs> I can go, yo, Lord, I really, you know. But if God didn't speak that to me, if he didn't say, I want to give you this, I'm not going to claim it. But what he says, I can stand. I can have faith because faith comes by not what I want. I can't use faith as an excuse to get what I want. I, I, that's not how it works. Faith is not a tool to get what we want. It is what we need to receive what is God is giving. So I just need to hear what is He giving, what is He saying, where is He calling us, and I receive that by faith. I love those scriptures. Well, I know you, you were quoting scriptures with those, that list of things that God said. And that's why we need to get into the Word. That's why we need to go through the Bible. What does He say? Because I'm sure if I ask all of us here, what has God, what has God promised you? Oh, well, just go through the Bible. Go through Ephesians. You've been elected. You've been chosen. He's chosen to make you like Jesus. You can, that's, you can claim that. And God has chosen to make me like Jesus. He like to make me look like Jesus. So whenever I wrestle with sin, I go like, no, by faith I'm stepping through. By faith I will not. God, you know, and, and it's not just through what does the Bible say. It's also the what does, Lord, what does the Lord tell you? And that's why we need things like accountability. That's why the Bible says, 
test every prophetic word because some of us might miss it. You must, might misinterpret it. But the point is, once you've heard God, I'm stepping out in faith. I love the word stepping out in faith, isn't it? Because it's not just like, I've got faith. It's a, no, I've got faith for what God said there, and I'll go get it. It's like what he did with the um, Israelites. I'm giving you the promised land. There it is. Now go take it. Lord, but I thought you said it's already mine. Yeah, but God gives, we need to take. We can't take something he doesn't give. I already just plainly said that. So I'm going to go to Fort and take my... <laughs> the Lord gave me this bucky, sorry. No, no, no. You're also going to take a seat in jail then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but what God has given us, we take it by faith. Now imagine you're Abraham and God says, I'm giving you a child. Now he needs to go and take it. He needs to go and actually do it. If, if you're not married, you'll, you know. It, it, it's not just, you're magically pregnant. Got to buy faith. You know, believe what God said and okay, I'll go. Now, let's read Ephesians 3, verse 20 to 21 together. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Just keep verse 20 up for me, please, Mo. Just keep, yeah, thank you. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Do you have that view of God? That he is able to do more than you can ever ask for, more than you can ever imagine. Is that the God that you are serving? The one who is able? The one who can do the impossible? What was that? For us, everything is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. If he's, especially, you know, if he said it, well, he, Lord, you said it. Then we do it. We go for it. We need to have an expectation that God can do something and that He can do more than we can even expect. Do you come to church like just sitting or do you come with an expectation? Do you have an expectation that God is, is going to come and move? Do you come to church going like, I wonder what the Lord is going to do. I'm expecting Him to come and do this. I've invited a friend, I'm expecting Him to come and save him. Do you have an expectation or do you swing and hope? No, we come with an expectation. Now, when, when people come to the front for prayer, and now you see there's no one praying for this guy, and you're like, okay, I need to go pray. Do you just, okay, let me pray. No, no, I come with an expectation. Honestly, I want to, I don't know, most of the times I think I get it right, but when I pray for people, I want to, I've got an expectation that God is going to come and meet you. I've got an expectation that God's going to come and do something. And the reality is you'll probably not feel it. I don't know, for me, I'm like, oh, and if God now does come and do something, now I need to minister. Or now, I, no, no, I'm expected. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. What? Just expect God to move. When you walk into your workplace this week, do you have an expectation that God is going to come and reach a colleague, or do you sit back and? What does the Bible say? The Bible says God desires all men to be saved. So I can have an expectation that God wants to save this person. It's, up, it's between them and God what happens, but I'm going to take that step and say, come on. I'll walk up to them, hey, are you a Christian? 
That is a good question to ask. Because what happens in Bloemfontein? 80% of them says yes. Great, but we've started the conversation. What does that mean for you? Now we're going. Now we're trusting God. By faith, I'm stepping out saying, Lord, you better help. I'm going to look like an idiot, you know. <laughs> help me, Lord. But I'm expecting him. And I want to say, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And people might laugh at you, okay? And? What is that scripture that you read in uh, Hebrews 10, just above the one I started? People were sawed in half. And they were flogged. There was some stuff, but by faith they endured. It's one thing for us to preach on endurance, and we need to endure, and then comes Monday, we're like, oh, I don't want to preach. No, endure. Endure the laughter. Endure the failure. Endure the things. But step out with an expectation that God wants to move and can move. God, God is looking for those that's got an expectation. And I can honestly say, I've, I've, come, to, I've come to Sundays at church, right, <laughs> once or twice, without an expectation. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It has happened before, and I'm sure it has happened to you. Anyone that has happened to? Have you come to church without an expectation? Not this morning. This morning, I know everyone's got an expectation. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I know, I've, I've come to church without an expectation. It's generally those Sundays where... I drive home and I'm like, <laughs> can't wait to take off tomorrow. It was like, it almost feels like I was dragging just myself along. But the Sundays I feel the Lord is going to come and move. The Sundays I feel, man, I can feel the Lord wants to come and do something. I've got an expectation that He's going to do something. Oh, yo, those are the Sundays I get excited because He comes. And I don't want to focus just on a Sunday. Everything. I'll be expectant. And our expectation of what God can do will only grow when our view of God increases. Your faith will increase in proportion of the object of your faith. If in your head, you start to go like, wow, God is big, your faith increases. Because you go like, wow, He can do everything. I want to use an example. Can I use? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll use myself and Francesca's examples. Okay. Peter. <laughs> no, 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 I'm using. If, if, if someone walks in here and they want to fight you, right? And, and I jump in front and I'll defend you. Your faith, I mean, it's great. Right? Thanks for helping me. But if Francho jumps in front of you, your faith, you're like, thank you, Lord. You know, because this man I can trust to protect me. You know, the, the guy will probably just take me out of the way and then get the. <laughs> No, because the object of your faith, the one in whom you trust in, is massive. It's, you know, it's like, this guy can defend me. You know what I mean? In the physical, I'll probably, you know, I, pro I won't back myself to defend me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll back God to defend me. But, so that is what we need, is we need to have a right view of God. Like Isel was saying, no, no, all authority is God's. It's Jesus's. I can trust Him. When I feel that the mark, no, man, tick. No, because I, I do not need to fear because God is in control. I'm, you know, if, if when, when, I, when I deal with the demonic, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not you, the demonic now. Because no, God's coming back and you're gonna, it's going to be rough for you. And we need to have that faith, like God's coming back to judge the demonic. And sorry, I just, there's no hope. For the demonic, there is no hope. And we need to have that faith. And not the people. God wants to save all, all men. We need to be expectant. 
And how is this for an example of, of, of faith and expectancy? In Numbers 13, I know it's getting serious when you go to one of the first five books of the Bible. That's, that's how you know. So what happens here is, is Moses is sending out the 12 spies. I'm sure you know the story. You've all, we've all heard the story of the 12 spies. And he says, go and scout out the area. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israel community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran, where they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. And I mean, you can go, they, before we read it, they were going like, the, the, I mean, the grapes look like watermelons. I mean, it's, 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 not your average, it's not your average coffee shops they've got there. They've got a yellow there. No, they're, they're, they're selling to Moses and Israelites, guys. I don't think you understand. This is not Kavuki land, you know. This, this is like Cape Town we're speaking about. This is the promised land is very nice. I see Joel is aiming there. <laughs> they're saying this is great. This is the land God promised us, and it even looks amazing. I mean, there's no potholes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got inverters even. There's, there's solar. This, the promised land is amazing. They gave Moses this account. When we went into the land which you sent, it does, it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Verse 28. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. That's basically giants. It's a descendants of Nephilim, so it's, it's like... But the people who lived... Okay, uh, the Amalekites live in the, in the Negev. Negev. The Hittites, the Jubites, the, all the Ites, the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Verse 3. The, um, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Verse 31. But the, uh, but the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. You can just leave verse 30 up. They get there and say, Oh, man. This promise that God is amazing, the land, but we can't take it. These guys are there. It's this problem. It's this problem. We don't have the finances. We don't have the skill. We don't have the opportunities. I don't have the boldness to speak to my colleague. I'm not an extrovert. Now there's two or three of them, and I'm afraid to go and speak to them as they're having their smoke break. What if they do this? We, we can't take them on. But Caleb says, Caleb silenced them. We should go up and take possession of the land. We can certainly do it. We need to be, you know, the two spies that gave the good report were Joshua and Caleb. And on the one hand, we are a Joshua generation. We also need to be a Caleb generation. That says, no, don't look at the problem. Look at the solution. Don't look at what we can't do. Look at what God can do. And if you read later in Joshua, when they eventually went in there, then they walked around Jericho and the miracles happened. By faith, they went and did it. And I don't have the rest of the scripture, but what happened here is everyone started to complain, no, no, we can't do it, and we don't like the way of doing this, and we don't have, we're just looking at the problems, but God said, and that's what he's calling us to be, is to be a people of faith, a people that is expecting God to move, that as we go into the unknown, we say, but God can. As we go into what we're not sure of, we say, but God knows. God can.
You know, it's that same thing. God gave them this land, but they needed to take it. And I think as they realized, oh, we actually need to go and take it by faith, they, they started thinking of their circumstances. And I'm sure this morning, some, you know, God is speaking to some of you, and He has spoken to some of you. You know, God is saying, I've given you freedom, but you're just thinking of the struggles. He says, I've given you opportunities, I've given you blessings, but you're just thinking of the problems, you're thinking of the, the bad. But no, have faith. We need to be a people that believes God. We need to believe in Him, but we also need to believe Him, that what He says is true. And I love what Francis said. Do we encourage one another? Are you Caleb or are you the other ones? I think about it. If someone comes to you, what's the first things you go to? Do you speak about the problems or do you speak about what God can do? I know my natural inclination is going like, oh, you haven't seen who lives in that country. I'm quick to go, oh, well, I mean, how are we going to cross the Jordan and how are we going to, and then we've got to do this. And have you seen the size of those oaks? I mean, you, now we need to plan. That's the whole point of Moses sending them out. Go scout the land. See what we're dealing with. We need to be informed. We need to be ready. But we, we see what we're dealing with, but then we've got faith that God said. Now, are we those that complain or are we those that say, come on, God can. To your friends. Now, if, if, if Christian is trusting God, I'm trusting with you. Or do I say, well, you're a bit unrealistic here. It's like, I know you're trusting for this thing, but it's, it's just number down a bit. I think God looks at it and goes like, oh, ah, it's impossible to please God without faith. I think God is displeased when we go like, no, we can't. And again, I did clarify this, that I can't just go uh, willy-nilly and claim everything that I want. It's when God said it, then I can stand on it. So on the one hand, we do have conversations. If Peter says, I feel God is saying this and this, we'll have a conversation, is this God or not? But once we've established that this is God, we've got, we get, we faith, faith. We stand and we go. Now we need to pray with expectation. We need to worship with expectation. We shouldn't just stand in worship like, yeah. we're expecting God to do something. I'm ready to involve myself. I'm ready. Right, that I was, I mean, and this is, uh, look, um, I, know it, I know how it is. I know. As you're walking in the mall, it's almost like you don't want, and want to have the expectation of God coming and meeting someone because you're on a tight schedule. You need to do stuff. And it, it is a bit like, I know the fear that creeps in, but we need to rebuke that and say, no, I will not fear. I will have faith. I will be expecting for God to move. I know some of you might say, look, oh, let's read this together. Hebrews 11 verse 30, uh, 39 to 40. And just after I read all the Hebrew scriptures, like by faith, Abraham did this, and by faith, Moses did this, and it's amazing. Did, did I give you Hebrews um, Hebrews 11, verse 39 to 40. Thank you. Th these, meaning all the, the list of guys above, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Oh, this is a bit of a bummer. Verse 40. God had planned something better for us that uh, um, only together with us, uh, with us, would they be made perfect? And that's that we need to also have this intention. 
you know, God told him, come, you know, God told Abram, you'll be in the promised land, but he, 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 was kind of, he wasn't there in the same way David inherited the promised land. And he said, I'll make your descendants as numerous as the stars. He was old, he had like one child, and then he eventually he went. He didn't see the promise play out, but he had faith. He was saying, I'm standing on this. I'll have faith until I'm in my box. I'll have faith until I go. I'll have faith and I'll stand on what God said, even if I don't see it. And I love Daniel's three friends, eh? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I practiced that before. Eh? <laughs> when, they, when they were about to be thrown in the fire, in verse, uh, Daniel 3, verse 18 says, they're speaking to King Nebuchadnezzar and say, our God can deliver us, but even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship images of, we will not worship false gods. Do we have that, that thing? We've got faith that God will come through. We've got faith that he can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're standing on faith. You're thinking, we shouldn't let the evidence of, we shouldn't let, okay, I've, I've got faith for the, a new MacBook, and now I get my Mac, MacBook, it's because I had faith. I can have faith and still not see something. Like the guys in the whole of Hebrews. Moses never saw the promised land. And he took guys out of Egypt, and he was telling them about the promise, and we need to go for the promise, and then everyone was complaining, and this thing and the next thing. And eventually he died, and he had to give over to Joshua, and Joshua enters into the promised land. I mean, you think you've got, you got to stand with faith and hold on to something you probably won't see. But God is looking for those people who will hold on through faith. Who will hold on and say, Lord, we believe you. We believe you. That even if he doesn't, we know he can. But even if he doesn't, we'll have faith. And I feel this morning that some of us that you've tried to have faith for something. And you were disappointed. Oh, I had faith for this thing or that thing. You were disappointed. And you just gave up. I'll never have faith again. Firstly, I want to say, did God actually say it in the first place? you got to establish. Was this God or was it my great idea? Firstly, if it wasn't God, you say, Lord, I'm sorry that I tried to look. If you're going to try and have faith for something that God did not say, that is witchcraft. That is you trying to do something outside of what God's will is. I cannot go claim something that God did not say. That's what I'm, you know, what I'm saying. But if he does... Oh, I'm standing on that promise. So on the one hand, was it really God? And on the other hand, sometimes, sometimes God calls you to, but sometimes God calls you through. It's, it's, God can speak to you and say, I want you to go here, and this is the promise. And he takes you there, and as you get there, okay, now we're going here. Just hold on to his promises. What if he tells you he wants you to go for something just so that you get to deal with disappointment? Disappointment's got a way of making us like Jesus, like nothing else can. You know, blessing and prosperity doesn't make me more like Jesus, to be honest. Uh, I, you know, let's, let's be just honest with one another. When it's going well, uh, <laughs> I'm not becoming more like Jesus. But it's when I'm enduring. You know, to, to use a, uh, the straight and narrow analogy, when, when you go jogging, right? Some of you are some intense joggers here that are quick. And you know the only way you get fitter is getting yourself into that position of being uncomfortable. If I run around the block... I will not get fitter. It's about pushing myself. It's about getting into that zone where my heart rate goes up a bit. I don't know all the zones and stuff. But I, can't, I won't run a marathon if I walk around the block once every day for two years. I'm not going to get fit enough to do a marathon. 
You know what I mean? You got to get into that place of growing, of like, oh, I need to hold up this weight. And God places us there. But we stay there by faith. Like, Lord, I know you're doing something in me. I've got faith that this will pass eventually. And the hope set before me is that when Jesus comes back, all of this is finished. And I endure to the end by faith. So when I pray, by faith, I know God's hearing me. But I realize some of us, we struggle at times of faith. And there's three things I just want to, I'm not going to go really not long in that. Three things that we can use, that we can do to help us with faith. The first thing is tongues. But I, I, I was thinking of actually just preaching on tongues this whole Sunday. And, but I felt the Lord saying, do the expectant thing. But we, let's read Jude 1 verse 20. I think, yeah. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Other translations would say, by praying in the Holy Spirit. Tongues builds up our faith. It, it does. Trust me. I, you know, I've had times where I'm struggling to believe God. I'll just start praying in tongues. I'll just start praying in tongues. And I can feel as I'm starting to uh, believe God more. I'm pressing through things like, no, I will. And I'm sure... Uh, you, my wife might hear me pace up and down in the spare at times where I'm starting start praying in tongues. I'm starting to believe God because I don't know what I'm always praying, but I know my, my, my spirit and my soul is praying. We're praying. I'm praying and I'm trusting God. And as I do that, I build up. I build myself up in my faith. You know, Corinthians would speak of the one who prays in tongues, build, edifies himself, builds himself up. So we need to, if you struggle with faith, pray in tongues. If you struggle to pray in tongues, chat to one of the leaders. <laughs> Number two, we need to hear the word of God. That would be the Bible, but also what is he saying to us? Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, I'm just, faith comes by hearing from the Lord. So if I struggle with faith, I need to hear the Lord. If I'm struggling to know, to know if, if, if I, I don't know if I can have faith, for the, hear the Lord, then you'll have faith. Because if God said it, I can do it. If God said it, we're doing it. So I need, and that's why I love it. We need to get into the Bible. What does, the God, what does God say? What does He say about everything? We need to devour the Bible. And myself and Dean, we got ourselves some new fleshy Bibles. Should have brought it up to flex the Bible. <laughs> now, and I, look, I know we got this new Bible. Now I just want to read it. You know, you want to get back. And I want, I want us all to have that excitement of our Bible, like that day you bought a new Bible, you buy a new stuff, it's like you want to read it and you just want to be of the thing. But what happens is a couple of weeks or months later, you, yeah, it starts to move a bit down the road. You, know, you, you pick it up and you can see the dust spot around it and you know you haven't picked it up in a while. No, we read the Bible. We, we devour it so we know what God says. And we pray and listen from the Lord. We need we need to hear what the Lord is saying to us as individuals. And then lastly, is people. Now you can pray in tongues, you can read the Bible, and you can pray to hear the Lord, but I know there's times where you just feel stuck. You feel like, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to get faith for this. I'm struggling to get out. And that's where encouragement comes in. Uh, it's so beautiful that do we encourage one another? You know, and it's okay to, you know, we need to encourage one another, but it's also okay, like, guys, yes, I'm struggling. Help me, you know, encourage me. And then we go with one another, we, we're encouraging you, we're praying with you, we're prophesying, and we're trusting that God is going to come and do something. But we're encouraging, come on, believe what God said. 
pray for others. We need to be the Caleb's that says, no, no. I know it looks impossible, but God can. We're going to go take that thing. We're going to go take that thing.